Welcome to the God Shift Podcast, where we move you from disruption into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and individuals, organization leaders, and ministry leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how elevating God's position in your life empowers you to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty and unlocks the door to confidently move you into your next chapter. Hello, everyone. It is Shana Rattler, and welcome back to a God Shift podcast. You know how we do it here. If you will take a screenshot of wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast, and then take that screenshot and post it on your social media. And when you do, I request that you do two things. Number one, please tag us here at a God Shift. And if you'll just post your biggest aha or takeaway um, from the episode, I would really appreciate it. And I do that not so that I can get more likes, not so that I can get more followers, but the more people that share this information, the more lives that can be blessed and changed as a result of the stories and the tips that are given during this interview. So if you would do that, I would absolutely, absolutely appreciate it. So I am going to read my guest's bio, and then we are going to get right into this conversation Because you know, I say every time I'm so excited about my guest, and I don't say that because it's part of the template that my guests and I were just discussing, but I have just been blessed to have such amazing guests that it really just excites me. And let me just say this before I read her bio. Like there was something about her picture. Like I'm one of those types of pictures, and this is not spiritual or spooky or anything like that, but I'm one of those types of people that if I am getting ready to... um, buy a new service or a new product or try out a new spa or whatever, I usually can tell a lot by what I see on the website or like what I can see on the pictures. And so when this guest emailed me um, her um, headshot, I was like, oh my God, I can just tell this is going to be amazing. Probably because I can tell she's a girly's girl like me and she's all about fashion. And I love that. And so I'm probably a little bit biased about that. But there was just something about the look in her eyes on her picture that I was like, oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) So there's that. I digress. Okay. So let me read her bio and we'll get into it. Excuse me. Tabitha Perry is the ultimate go-to for the non-nine to fiver who doesn't have the typical schedule and needs help getting their daily life on track. I don't know about y'all, but I resonate with that. With over 15 years of experience in the criminal justice system, 20 plus moves under her belt, that's a lot, a master's in social work, girl mom, wifey, Jesus lover, and life coach, she's got advice that will make any day less stressful for the person juggling many balls in the air. As a professional overthinker, she's learned how to simplify her day and loves helping people create simple and small edits in their life in their daily life so they step into the potential God has for them. Welcome to the show, Tabitha Perry. Oh, thank you so much, Shane. I appreciate you. So I read your bio and you know Our bios are always so eloquently written and they're full of powerful, impactful words that if you're like me, a copywriter probably created it. I didn't. So can you just give us like the 15 or 20 second version of like 
how you show up in the world? Like, how, how are you playing in, in these streets these days? Yeah, well, I am so glad that you said that about the bio because it took me forever to write that. And I had to go to the thesaurus and yeah. find different versions of words, right? Like, it's really hard to talk about yourself. It is. I love it. So, but the one thing that I do like to do when I um, introduce myself is I like to tell people my self-contract. And so that is, I am Tabitha Perry and I am a strong, courageous, bold, and consistent child of God. And to me, that contract is how I show up in the world. And when I get off course, when I get overwhelmed, if I come back to who I am and whose I am, that is where I like how I play in the streets. Like that, that's how I present myself. And so yeah, it's like that is, it brings you back to it. Like all of your decisions, all of your thoughts are very likely to align with that contract. I've never heard that before, but now I feel like I have to create a contract for myself. Absolutely. And it, and it doesn't have to be overcomplicated, just a couple words that speak to you and you can change it and transition it. I kind of call it my rough draft because I yeah. always want to be evolving and never the same but I always want to be God's child. And so that will always remain the same. Absolutely. Well, I wrote that down. So tell us a little bit about the work you do. Yeah. So I have the privilege of working with people that, like you had said, the non nine to fiver. So it's individuals who kind of aren't in this like typical box that we we normally have. Now, the past couple of years with everything going on, a lot of people have transitioned to working at home or having these like crazy schedules. And what I found with being a stay-at-home mom and working kind of crazy hours when I worked at a juvenile detention center when I was younger, it was that you have the control of your life to make it purposeful. And so by creating little things within your day that honor the Lord, honor your purpose, honor what you're supposed to be doing. That's when you get to create order. And then you feel like you're actually productive because I don't know about you, but I can get a lot of things done in a day. And at the end of the day, if I hadn't done that one thing I needed to do, call that one client, prayed for that one person, did the dishes, whatever that one thing was, then it kind of feels like a waste. So helping people prioritize what's important to them and making sure that they set their life up. So they get that, at least that one thing done. I like to make it simple, small little edits. Um, That is where I see the most success. And it's really cool to see people then live out their purpose and they're not getting caught up in the little things. And what I love about what you just said is it doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom. It doesn't matter if you work from home or if you work you know, at a physical location, it is so easy for things to pop up and get in the way of what you have planned. So what I love about what you said about that one thing is that if you know that that's the one thing that you need to identify, if something throws your schedule off, well, then you better make sure that as soon as you get back some time to yourself, that you focus on that one thing, because you never know if there's another distraction, like right around the corner. So I hope that you all are listening, that she's already dropping nuggets that we need to identify every single day. What is just that one thing because life happens, right? So I think, I think that's a great segue, um, you know, into the conversation that we're going to have today, because you're talking about, you know, the distractions that can come up in our day, they can actually throw off our plan and can ultimately make us feel like we're not in our purpose. And on the contrast, you know, I call that a distraction, but I talk a lot about disruption and my definition of a God shift is anytime a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose, but the end result is 
it ultimately moves you into a greater destiny. As a result of that process, like your life improves, normally the lives of other people improve as well. And so can you think of a time in your life, Tabitha, that, oh, let me back up and say this. I believe, because I think this is important, um, oftentimes we're, we're just, we get so down on ourselves of what we feel like is happening to us. But I personally believe that these God shifts, these unexpected circumstances, these disruptions, I believe that God uses those unexpected circumstances to get our attention because yeah. we are either pursuing the wrong place or we're putting emphasis on the wrong priorities, right? And That's so true. if there's anything that we're putting our energy into that is not on the path that he has planned for us, He's committed to his results and he's going to shake up our lives in whatever way he deems necessary and not just what he deems necessary, what he knows will get your attention mm. in order to move you into what it is that heaven really has for you. So can you think of a time in your life that God has used some form of unexpected circumstance to get your attention? Uh, yes. Well, there are so, so many, but the one that really comes to mind was in my bio of, I have moved over 20 times and that has just been part of my story, which was never something that I wanted. <laughs> and so that in and of itself was the disruption, right? Disruption is really when we have an expectation of something and then it doesn't go that way. And so I found that, so originally I'm from Alaska, born and okay. raised in a, a small town in Alaska and, um, left, went to Colorado, came back to Alaska, Texas. Now in Minnesota have moved around into different towns within each of the States. And I have found that with those disruptions, I have needed to really reprioritize where my security was because it was not in the home. I grew up wanting to like have the typical, you know, white picket fence, 2.5 kids, the dog, the husband, he works there for 40 years. He retires. We stay in the same house. <laughs> yes. Like this is what I thought was a successful life. And then what I found is that God has his own definition of success for me. And so that was a disruption of realizing that this whole, I don't know, thing that I thought it was supposed to happen wasn't. Now, granted, I did get married. I did have the kids, but we are constantly moving. We are constantly having to uproot ourselves. And the amazing thing is, is that I have been able to grow my confidence from it. I've been able to like lean into my stability and that is God, right? So no matter yeah. what house I'm in, what place I, I live at the friends I have, or I don't have, because there's some areas of the U S that aren't exactly welcoming to outsiders, you know, it's my security is in Christ. And so every time I get comfortable, he's like, all right, time for a change, time for a disruption. And that is where I really have to lean into what I teach my clients too, of creating that order. Yeah. And so I believe that there's a lot of different things that he could use to get our attention, but he's much like us as parents that we know our kids. And there's some kids that you can put in the corner and they'll shape up right away. There's other kids that you have to take everything out of the room and convince them that you've thrown it away in order to get their attention. I actually did that to my son one time in second grade. But anyway, <laughs> um, why do you think he had to use that to get your attention? Mm, that is so good. So even when I was younger, I would look through magazines and look at homes and I would tear out pictures of homes and, and I would tear out um, 
furniture and I would create homes. My Barbies, they would have homes. My dolls, they would have homes. This was just something that was always so important to me. It was stability because I um, grew up with my parents' divorce when I was younger, which is a story for most of us these days. And honestly, they did a fantastic job with it. But I went back and forth to different environments and it was a, it was a lot of adjustment and so growing up i just wanted to be able to have my own safe environment that i could create an opportunity for other people to come into my home i could love on them i can serve them and i still get to do that it just looks different and it's just all over the place <laughs> yeah. what do you think he was trying to get you to learn to trust him and his plan and Apparently, I'm not supposed to control things all the time. I don't know. Weird, right? (laughs) That I try to control these things in life. And as much as we are supposed to, we have free will and we do have control over our choices. I don't have control over the outcome, um, but I can also decide on how to really embrace the outcome and pivot and be flexible, which is not easy for me. I am very rigid. I have very like clear expectations of myself and of others. And so the Lord has also been teaching me how to be flexible and how to move and how to just empathize with other people. Absolutely. I want to unpack that just a little bit because I love, I love what you said about, um, you know, we do have free will. There's things that we have to do. I think it's important for people to recognize because I think some people get it twisted when they think about how God operates in their life. It's not one of those things where he's just a genie and you just sit back and he just does you, right? Like right. he just waves the magic wand and makes it happen. So yes, we do have free will. Yes, he's got all got God all by himself, but he also desires to co-create with us. Yes. And I love what you said about like, Yes, sometimes we have to surrender and relinquish control, but that doesn't mean that we just sit back and passively wait on him to do everything. Right. Because he actually wants us to co-create and partner with him, like elevate his position in your life and recognize that he's ultimately the one that's driving. But he doesn't want you to just ride shotgun and do absolute, absolutely nothing. Right. And have you found that to be true when you were creating this, when you're like, okay, well, obviously I wasn't supposed to control this, but I'm also not supposed to just sit back and do nothing at all. Yes, for sure. And that was part of my story when I decided to no longer work and stay home and be a stay at home mom. I thought that was kind of the ideal, like Christian life, right? Like the woman stays at home with the kids and oh my gosh, I was miserable. I was miserable. And I found that I just became more and more internal and that I just, closed off the world because I was scared. I was scared of the things that I couldn't control. And it's just so important that we don't allow ourselves to get so internalized that little things seem big, that we need to always be looking externally and seeing the opportunity that God's giving us to constantly shift. Yes. I'm writing down notes. Yes. Externally for opportunities to shift. That's so good. And, and instead of internally at the little bitty things that seem to be happening. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's so good. I told y'all this was going to be good. I could see it. In our eyes. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. 
You're welcome. We're going to pause for a quick commercial break. And when we get back, Tabitha and I are going to share some tips with you of how you all can put all of this together. So this episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside that guide, you are going to learn the four shifts that are going to be required to follow God's plan to get you out of disruption and into greater possibilities. So you can head to GodSaysShift.com. That's GodSaysShift.com to access it now. I typically have those notes in front of me and I didn't and I can't believe I remembered all that. So anyway, welcome back. So before the break, we were talking about um, you know, how God has used like moving in Tabitha's life to get her attention, how he was using things like, you know, lean into me for your confidence and your security, let go of the plans that you had for yourself. And I believe that, you know, letting go is one of the most important yet most difficult things to do when we're shifting, right? But there's so many things that are going to be required for us to let go of. And oftentimes it's what we had planned, how we planned it or who we planned it to include. And it sounds like you touched on a little bit of of all of those areas in your process of getting to where you are now as a life coach and, you know, working in the criminal justice system and all the amazing things that you get to do. I love you said that you're privileged to do these things. You don't have to do them, but you get to do them. So in your experience of the different clients that you've worked with, the people that you have counseled, how can this disruption actually be beneficial to someone's life? Yeah. So it really causes you to look at yourself in the mirror and kind of how I started out this podcast with having my self-contract. When you are in a disruption, you have to look at yourself and have to kind of go dig deep into your resources, your tools, bring out that courage, bring out that strength, bring out anything that you need to kind of continue to step forward. Yeah. And so that's the first thing is when I work with my clients is we really dive into who you are and really kind of figure out what your values are, the things that excite you. And on the conversely, the things that get you really fired up and mad, if you twist it around, then you can find out what that's something that you actually value. So when someone um, is untruthful, that really gets me fired up because honesty is like one of the most important things to me, which I'm a type one on the Enneagram. So like truth and justice and honesty is just so, so important. So that's one of the tools is to really kind of dive in deep to who you are and to remember whose you are, right? That God created you for a purpose. And this shift is part of his purpose. He knows what's going on. And this was intentional. The second thing that I encourage people to do is to really figure out what it is that they want. So at a time in my life, when I was a stay at home mom, and I was volunteering in different areas, because I knew that I I didn't want to just be at home, like I wanted to still be using my talents and serving the world. um, I decided to read books. I listened to podcasts. I read articles and I did so many friend dates. Like I took so many women out to coffee to ask them, like, how are you enjoying life? Like what made your life with little kids and working? Like, how did that work for you? And I was very proactive in trying to gather information because just kind of what we were talking about before is that we have free will. We need to take like control of our lives, but And also like, we can't control the outcome, but we can control how we deal with the outcome. Yeah. And so being able to, um, 
take those steps to really reach out to other people and have them pour into you as well. That balance of energy and not just the woo-woo energy, but like positive energy and like excitement. What are you surrounding yourselves with that is able to really uplift you, right? And so throughout my day, if I've got a lot of things that drain me, I'll try to add in things that really increase my energy. Like I really enjoy running. I really enjoy listening to music. So I'll add that into my day. So when you're going through a huge shift, when there is a disruption, remember who you are, remember what you want. And if you're not sure what you want, take steps to actually get it, right? And then the third element is like, this, how, how do I get this? Right. And you really have to kind of break it down of what are the barriers? What are the things in the past that have prevented me from taking this step forward? And until we're really clear on that, that will be a barrier. And so that's something that I work a lot with, with people. And so speaking of barriers, what are some of the most common barriers that you have seen that prevent someone from actually using this type of disruption as a tool to be able to create a better life? Yeah. So I like to call them shiny squirrels. Um, And it's like a combination of like the movie up where he's like squirrel, Doug the dog, (laughs) right? Yeah. And then just this idea of like shiny objects, right? We're like just kind of looking all over. So a lot of times, many of us in the US, right? We are overstimulated by all these things. We are just constantly have so much input. And so when we're in a disruption, sometimes it's just another thing and we don't actually focus on what it could mean. So being able to really quiet the noise, right? Quiet the distractions, making sure those shiny squirrels go somewhere else. So you can sit and you can focus on, okay, here's this disruption in my life. What is God saying to me through this? Who has he created me to be, to deal with it? And how does he want me to evolve, to be more like him through it? And so it's just so important to have that clarity and to quiet the noise. And so with shiny squirrels, they can be internal. So they can be also limiting beliefs like, oh, I caused this disruption. Oh, it's my fault that this horrible thing happened to me. It may or may not be. Sometimes it's just life. It's just, it's a sinful world. Things happen, right? It doesn't always mean that it's your fault that something happened to you. Absolutely. Yes. You know, I um, I swear you're like my sister from another mister. One of the things <laughs> that I, I have all of my clients do, even my business clients, but especially clients that I'm doing spiritual and personal development with them. The very first thing that I always do before we get into any strategy is I say, I want you to go on a three-day stillness fast because there's so much noise that are in our lives. I read somewhere several years ago that in a day's time that we are exposed to over 10,000 messages between billboards and television and social media and conversations that we're having, that it's no wonder, and that's not even the internal messages, you know, that, that we're giving ourselves. It's no wonder that many of us feel like God is not speaking. Um, you can't follow the instructions if you can't first hear them. So anytime I have a client that's struggling with some of the things that you said, because you, you, you talked about some very key things, you have to know who you are. You have to know what God says about you. You said whose you are, but I feel like that's kind of the same thing. And you have to know what you want. You, you need to have a, a at least a, a 49%, you know, idea of where of where you're going 
But there are so few people that don't know the answers to any of those things. And the number one thing that I tell them is that you need to spend time getting still. And so I was introduced to the concept of a stillness fast back in January of 2018. And during a stillness fast, you don't go on social media. You don't watch television. You don't listen to music that is not that is not um, worship music or inspirational in some kind of way. I don't know what inspirational music is outside of worship, but maybe it's my my, um, (coughs) very narrow scope of of, of being a a spiritual person. Um, And you don't have any conversations that are not necessary to have. Now, obviously, that can get a little more tricky when you have other people that live in your home. But you still, I tell people, if you can't do three days, you can at least do two hours. If you can at least do two hours, you can at least do six. And you would be amazed. I almost tell them I can almost 100% guarantee that you will get answers in in that stillness. So I love the fact that I'm not the only one that is incorporating that into what it is that that we should be doing, right? Yeah. The very last thing that I want to ask you is you have a client that's in front of you. And you're going through this process in your work and you've gotten through the what's going on or what needs, you know, why it's happening. But now you transition it into the how, right? Because I'm real big on there's a lot of conversation that can be had that is conceptual or theoretical in nature. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that information is going to translate into transformation for a person if you don't tell them specifically what to do. Love it. During the scope of the conversation that we've had today, you find someone that is experiencing disruption. You find a person that is struggling to find this balance in their life that's going to ultimately get them, you know, to being productive and to being purposeful. What's your best tip? Okay, you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna like it. I love it already. Okay, um, go to bed when you say you're gonna go to bed, and wake up when you say you're gonna wake up. Bookending your day is honestly the best thing you can do when you're going through disruption, and your brain is going to fight you on it because when it's later, right? whether you're reading or watching a show, your brain is all of a sudden going to slip back to when you're 14 and be like, mom says I have to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. And like, it becomes this unruly teenager of like, I just want to stay up late. When, if you go to bed, when you say you're going to go to bed and get that rest, like God gave us our mind, our body, and our soul, and we have to honor all three. And so honoring your body as well as your mind, giving that a break is so important. So I suggest if it's hard to do both, I suggest choosing a time to go to bed. Yeah. That is where I would start first. And it doesn't have to be super early. It could be 12 o'clock at night, but say a certain time and then do it. Cause building that self-trust is what gives you that confidence to be able to go through these disruptions in life and be able to have the confidence to deal with it. So then once you kind of start getting the, okay, I'm going to bed when I say I'm going to go to bed. Then start getting up at a certain time, like every day, that regular time. And that gives you, there's very few things that we can control in our life, right? But at least the beginning and the end of the day, if we can make an effort to control those, it makes it seem a little bit more manageable during the mess in the middle. I love that. And and I like what you said, like you can control, you have more control over when you go to bed than when you wake up. Because even if you set your alarm, that doesn't mean you're not going to be like me and wake up at 2.15. 
<laughs> the alarm is not set for six. You know what I mean? So I love, love, love that. So Tabitha, this has been awesome. So as we begin to wrap up, where can people find you or follow you? Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. So Tabitha Perry Life Coach. You can also find my website as well, which is tabithaperry.coach. And it's T-A-B-A-T-H-A. It's a different spelling. Perfect. Perfect. And I will make sure that all of that is in the show notes so that you all do not have to rewind and remember that it's in your show notes. Just check it out. So um, is there anything that you can offer our listeners if they want to take things further with you? Absolutely. So part of my story when I was really struggling to find my purpose and get some meaning was that I um, read a lot of books and listened to a lot of podcasts and listened to a lot of books. So I actually created a no guilt book club for women who are wanting to develop themselves and who are wanting to um, have a safe space to um, push themselves to read that maybe they're not used to reading very much. And the whole goal is to come up with one thing that you learn from the book and apply it to your life. You don't even have to finish the book. And so that is something that I would love to offer the ladies that are listening to this, that are interested in continuing to develop themselves. Okay. And where can they find that? Is it on the website or? Yes, it is on my website. Okay, perfect. Well, Tabitha, thank you so much for being here today. You did not, your eyes did not disappoint. (laughs) Oh, Shana, thank you so much. It was so fun. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of a Godship podcast. I pray that it has blessed you. And I ask that you will share this with your family, your friends, and even your foes. So thank you so much for being here. Um, You all have a great day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.